What community sounds like? Stay open. Hey guys, this is Chris from Tap the Craft. I want to tell you about a new partner that we have for the show, B Cups. B Cups is the world's first line of style-specific beer cups for people on the go. Whether by the beach, pool, hiking, or on the boat, B Cups are great for any place you can't use glassware. They're dishwasher safe, lightweight, BPA-free, recyclable, and so clear that they often get mistaken for glass. They come as four packs on Amazon.com, but two packs and variety packs are available on their website at bcups.net. That's B-C-U-P-S dot net. Go check it out. Welcome, craft beer friends, to Season 6, Episode 15 of Tap the Craft Podcast. I am Denny Luce. I'm coming to you from Boise, Idaho, and my partner in craft, the dog whisperer and home brewer from Tampa, Florida, Mr. Chris McKenzie. How are you doing tonight, Chris? And, of course, what is in your glass? Denny, it has been a hell of a day. Ooh. And I gotta, and I got to say, <clears throat> well, started around... Uh, 8.30, 9 o'clock-ish tonight and finished up and got home at about 7.30. So it was uh, it was kind of a normal length day, but it was just really busy. And my, my brain is tired today. I always very much look forward to uh, when we get to sit here and talk about beer and enjoy oh, yeah. beer and, and <laughs> have beer and look at beer and talk about beer. Did I mention talking about beer? Let's talk yeah. about beer, yeah. Let's talk about beer. Um, so... <laughs> <clears throat> Minus the long day at work, I'm doing fantastic. And in my glass tonight, I'm drinking something that our buddy Tom Burns sent over to me. And it is from Firestone Walker. It's from uh, their, it's called Old Manhattan, which is a bourbon barrel aged cocktail inspired blended ale. And I took the first sip off all, first sip off of it. Oh, fair warning. I haven't been able to talk right all day. <laughs> all right. <laughs> And I talk to people for a living. <laughs> <laughs> and dogs. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, so he uh, was nice enough to send this over to, oh, it's a strong ale. If I would have clicked on the actual beer and not the brewery name. But it's a strong ale, at least according to Untapped. And it says it's featuring a blend of five notable Firestone Walker beers aged in cherry, orange, and aromatic bitters barrels. Oh, okay. I see why it's a... Uh, Old Manhattan. Uh, whiskey notes artfully expressing essences of both the old fashioned and the Manhattan cocktail. Uh, and I'm, like I said, I've had one sip off of this. Uh, it's a strong, uh, American strong ale is what it's listed there. Mm, there's definitely cherry. It, it's almost <laughs> like a winter warmer. Oh, nice. And I don't hate that. Yeah. So I'm going to sit here and enjoy that. And this uh, this is clocking in at about 9.6%. And the beer that I had before you and I got on uh, made it to my new and noteworthy section, which was also at a roughly 9.5%. Oh, so, so that's why you're having trouble talking. <laughs> no, it's been all day. I haven't <laughs> been drinking all day. I've just been drinking in the last hour. But yeah, I don't know. It's just one of those days where nothing would... No, I couldn't get anything out of my brain and get it out of my mouth appropriately. Okay. Uh, yeah, so, I find that happens to me quite often, so <laughs> I understand. 
All right. <laughs> well, well, what is, uh, how are you doing this evening and what's in your glass tonight, Denny? Well, I am doing really well. And I'm just, uh, again, like you, I was just looking forward to getting on and chatting about beer. And, uh, you know, I, I enjoy our, our biweekly chats. Mm-hmm. And our, I enjoy our interaction, you know, throughout the time between those two. But this is fun because we're talking like almost person to person, but mic to mic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's good. But, but yeah, my day went well. I'm, uh, uh, I'm drinking something that is really, I really enjoy. And I, I posted on Twitter, our Twitter feed and on Facebook yesterday about my enjoyment of this beer. I'm drinking a, beer from Sawtooth Brewery. It's called the Mustache Ride Black Rye IPA. Mm-hmm. And uh, I got a six pack of this because I saw it was back back on the shelves. It's it's not a it's a it's like a rotational IPA or a rotational beer series. I don't know if they do rotational IPA or just any kind of beer, but it's a rotational one that comes around it came back around for a second session. And I had this last year and I really enjoyed it because it mix it mixes in two beer styles that I love, but nobody else, you know. Well, I mean, I say nobody. I mean, the majority of people out there don't necessarily like these styles, and that's rye beer and black IPAs style. Those are two styles that I really love. I love rye in my beer, and I love black IPAs. You put both those together, and I'm in heaven. And I, like I said, I picked up a six pack of this, and I drank a few of them. I have a couple left for tonight. Uh, am I, I mean, pretty bad when I, when I go through the, you know, I buy it on a Saturday and I only have two left on a, on a Monday. That's not good. Hmm. <laughs> and I've been drinking other stuff too, not just these, but every time I have, I can't just have one, right? I have one and I think to myself, man, this thing tastes so good. I think I want another one. And so I have another one, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, that's what I'm drinking. Uh, and yeah, if you want to. See a picture of it. Uh, you can find it on the Facebook page and on uh, our Twitter account. We'll see what I'm drinking. It sounds like you're trying to catch up from the time you lost. You know, um, it's interesting that I do have a, a uh, I do have some. I, I drank a quite a bit of beer. You're right. I I am trying to catch up, but I'm I'm not going crazy. I, I don't want Sarah to freak out. And, you know, think I'm an alcoholic or anything. But we did go to the co-op, and I was able to pick up a few different beers that I was looking forward to drinking, and I, and I didn't realize that I picked up a few that I already had checked into, so I didn't recheck into those. But yeah, it's nice to be drinking again, and and uh, so I have posted a few things on, on Untapped. But again, I still, I'm buying every week, I'm buying, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what I'm buying. I'm buying North Fork Lager from Payette Brewing. It's their pale, pale lager that I really, I love that beer as a daily drinker. And I've also been picking up a lot of that eight, that Firestone Walker 805 mm-hmm. Blondale. And I just, I don't know. I just, I just want something light and easy and, and, and flavorful. And those two beers just, you know, they're, they're two different styles. And, they, you know, one gives me the lager feels and one gives me the, the Blondale feels. And I just enjoy mixing between the two of them. So I've been drinking a lot of that too uh, for my daily drinkers. But yeah, I'm catching up. So I have a few Good. beers to talk about on on our note, new and noteworthy. Yeah, I got to say all the uh, the the good beers that I've been drinking. I um, well, the couple of them we went over to the fermented reality beer garden, but uh, 
Megan and our friend Tina have recently decided that they were going to go on just kind of a, I don't want to call it a diet, but kind of oh. a, let's get rid of the crap in the house. Oh, okay. Okay. So I, so I put a lock on my beer fridge. <laughs> <laughs> that's not crap, though. That's, <laughs> no, it that's is medicine. not. That's medicine. It is medicine. <laughs> um, so I went downstairs, and I was like, oh, well, I they had bought, I swear, you, you would think they are a sponsor for us, went over to the Fermented Reality Bottle Shop, and they went and bought, I don't know, about 20 or 30 separate individual beers a few weeks ago. Mm. And I went, okay, well, yeah, I can't argue with you on that. Go ahead and get some good quality stuff, support a local business. I'm okay with that. And a week or so ago, they said, nope, no, no, no beer. Maybe we'll have a cheat day or something, Uh, but no, no beer. Wow. So I said, okay, well, things like the beer that I finished before starting this one, which (laughs) is the milkshake IPA. I can't just let it sit in there. No, no, no. You got to drink that fresh. Yes. So I, I did what any well-respected craft beer drinker would do, and I started drinking their beers. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, they'll be disappointed that they missed out on them, but that's their choice. Well, I mean, I, I can't have good beer going stale. No, no. It's just responsible. So so this new lifestyle change, is this a temporary thing, or is this like forever? Um, I don't believe it to be forever. <laughs> I believe it's going to help them develop some new habits. Okay, that will uh, that will help uh, achieve whatever goals they are going for. Okay, so you know I support them a hundred percent. I'll get the I'll get the junk out of the house for you. I will take care of it and I will eat it for you or drink it. Yeah, and uh, that way I keep it away from you. Okay, well you know one of my noteworthy beers I'm going to talk about might be one that they might be able to enjoy while trying to live a more healthier lifestyle. Well, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't know if I'm sorry to say, or I'm surprised to say that they're, they're sticking to the, uh, hard seltzers right now. Well, this, this might, so what is, uh, what is a hard seltzer? Like calories wise, what do those have? Uh, most of them I've been seeing are a hundred calories. Okay, good. Keep that in mind because, uh, yeah, we're going to talk about a beer that's under 100 calories that still has great flavor and much better for you than drinking some hard seltzer, I think. Okay. Yeah. Well, stay tuned. All right. Stay all tuned. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Next at 11. Next, yes. Uh, <laughs> breaking news. All right. Well, hey, let's get on with the show. But before we get started, I always like to just let our any new listeners know what Tap to Craft podcast is all about. We are an educational podcast. We focus around celebrating all things craft beer because we want to assist our listeners along in their craft beer journeys and adventures. And you're listening to episode 145. We're recording on Monday, February 10th, 2020. And in this show, we will be discussing, the main topic of discussion will be the Belgian-style Flanders Old Bruin, also known as the Old Brown Ale. And again, how do I come up with these topics? I come up with topics that interest me. Why do they interest me? Because for one thing, I love Belgian ales, and I just happen to have a style, the style that I really enjoyed, and I wanted to learn more about it and talk about it to all of our listeners. So you guys might be able to go out and get some enjoyment out of this style, too. And, of course, you can count on some great beer conversation along the way with Chris and I. We love talking about beer. 
So you can count on some random uh, stuff that we just like to talk about, too. But now it's time to untap the craft and see what our listeners are drinking according to untapped. Yes. All right. So we're going to do our segment of untapped the craft. Um, and we're going to go through untapped and see what everybody's drinking. So if you guys want us to read what you've been checking into, make sure you follow me on untapped at MCK one, three, four, five, and we will read your check-ins at least from the last 24 hours or so. Uh, on our episode. So we're going to start out with Tom Joseph on this one specifically, mostly because it's a non-alcoholic beer. What? I get don't know. Look, get just get, get just calm down, Danny. It's going to be all right. <laughs> so this is the Juicy Mavs Hazy IPA by Surreal Brewing Company. Uh, and he says, looks and smells like an IPA, tastes like a flat session. Not horrible. <laughs> If you can't have alcohol, and Surreal <laughs> Brewing Company is based out of Campbell, California. They are solely dedicated to creating great-tasting, non-alcoholic craft beer. Okay. That's a new right. one for me. I didn't realize we had a non-alcoholic craft brewery in California. I know we have the one in Connecticut. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, it's, he says it's not horrible if you can't have alcohol. He gave it three caps, so it's a touch above average. Okay. But that was from 11 hours ago. Um, and I wonder if this next one is also is from that area. Okay, so never mind. Um, <clears throat> so Chom Joseph, again, checking into an Inception by Commonwealth Brewing Company. And he writes, not overly strong, but also lacking in flavor compared to their others. But he still gave it four caps. <laughs> so well, that's got to be not bad then if it's four yeah. caps. <laughs> Yeah, and, and Tom's been uh, drinking a fair amount uh, today, so good for you, buddy. I uh, want to check into, uh, we interrupt this program, Ghost 821 by Adroit Theory. Ooh. And Adroit Theory definitely puts out some good stuff. Oh, they yeah. are over in Virginia, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know how many good things I can say about these guys. Juicy and hoppy and good, just like all their other ones. Four and a quarter caps mm. for the... We interrupt this program, and I love how Adroit Theory always does the name of their beer, and it's always Ghost 672, Ghost 821 <laughs> for yeah. all their IPAs. Yeah. Uh, but but then he uh, he checked into a beer that I really like. Um, this is going to be, seems to be like the, uh, the Tom Joseph hour uh, for, for beer check-ins, which is he was drinking a space cake by oh. Clown Shoes Brewing. Yeah, yeah. Now, this beer, and I'll have to say it's when it's fresh because I don't know how how he got it. And he wrote, just avoided this for a long time, just didn't like the can art, which to (laughs) me, Clown Shoes has some really unique can art, but I do like it. Uh, He said, just didn't like the can art beer. Not much better. Oh. Three Three and a quarter caps. Now, in his defense, I haven't had this beer in a couple of years. So you only can only imagine if things have changed or if the can wasn't fresh. Actually, I'll make this very clear was when the last time I drank this, it came in a 22 ounce bomber. Yeah. Yeah. Now it's in a 16 ounce can or is it? Yeah, it's in a, it's either 12 or a 16 ounce Mm. can. So, um, that who knows, maybe that was the difference. Um, moving on up. Oh, Tom, I got to read this one. Your next two. 
Yeah, your next two because you rated these so, so high. Um, he's drinking a double dry hopped bitter Valentine by Aleworks Brewing oh, Company. Yeah, we talked about and that. Writes, and he writes, so good, much better than their regular bitter Valentine. Best beer I've had from them. And Aleworks, based out of Williamsburg, Virginia, um, four and three quarters caps on that beer. Okay. And. Yeah, he's been getting around all over the place. I don't, Tom. What are you doing? Are you doing a? You guys doing a bottle? Or are you just uh, enjoying some time in Williamsburg? Because he's drinking Kung Fu Kittens mm-hmm. by Precarious Beer Project, and he said, "I wanted this to be my first five capper of the year, but just missing a little on the back end. Four and three quarter oh, caps wow. again for the Kung Fu Kittens." Um, Does, wait, the name see. alone would have got a five for me. Well, look, it, look it up. It's a really cool looking. It's it's a simple design, but it's pretty cool. Um, I do like the can art on this one, can or bottle art, but it's a uh, it's a really neat design. Yeah, it was a can. All right, so he had a few more other things, but you know, this one starts with almost done with Monday. Just not. Or this was just good, not adroit good. Um, <laughs> oh, it is really. It is really the, Tom, you are definitely checking into a lot of stuff from from Front Royal Brewing, too. All right, Norman Taylor, uh, he's drinking the Factory Pilsner by American Icon Brewery at American Icon Brewery, which he actually tagged me into this check-in. And American Icon Brewery is in Vero Beach, Florida. I did not know that. Hmm. Um, No notes on this one, but three and a quarter caps. and he wrote, oh, he wrote, uh, this is actually a decent Pilsner. This was from about five hours ago. <laughs> um, Stephen Lilly. Oh, are you here too? Stephen Lilly is drinking the Sun Viking IPA by 81 Bay Brewing Company. I like that beer. Um, he is at the Walt Disney Imagineering Presents the Epcot Experience. So one of the Lilly boys are here in Florida. Um, no notes or uh, cap rating on that one, but that was from four hours ago. And Jeff Seiler is drinking a Biotransformers by Breakside Brewery. Uh, he writes, this is really nice. Part of Breakside Brewery's Seeker IPA series. They call it Austin style IPA. Okay, now I'm curious. I call it hazy, tropical, and tasty. Four and a quarter caps for that one. So, um, is that the Breakside from, from Portland? Breakside is in Portland, Oregon. Oh, so I wonder if he got that. Uh, well, maybe they're maybe they're uh, distributing out to to North Carolina. Maybe. Um, let's see. There's really no notes on the uh, on on his actual check in, but hmm. it's uh, if you read the oh, so they're talking about the new beer each month. Check the bottom. So uh, yeah, I don't I don't know. Um, the, the art on the can says our seeker IPA series pushes the boundaries of what an IPA can be crafted with our own Northwest spin, seeking new territories of refreshments. Hmm. Okay. I have to look for that one. Yeah. Um, so he gave it four and a quarter caps for that, uh, bio transformers, which is a cool name for yeast. I, I would imagine. Mm hmm. Um, and he's also drinking Jeff Seiler, drinking the double scatterbrain DDH with Citra. By Bearded Iris Brewing, mm. 
And he says, if you like hazy IPAs, seek out Bearded Iris from Nashville. They make delicious stuff. Mucho tropical and hoppy. <laughs> uh, four and a half caps. Um, and then let's see. We got a couple more and we are done. Florida Steve is drinking and only 90s kids will get this by Pariah Brewing Company at Coco Plum. Now, Pariah, I believe that's a, out of San Diego. Uh, my buddy Jesse used to work for them. Yeah, it is. It's out of San Diego. And he writes, super juicy, so easy to drink. I think this is the best beer I've received from Fontana Jim. I don't know who Fontana Jim is, but <laughs> with a name like that, I'm kind of curious. <laughs> and he gave that one five caps. Um, the can art on this one would definitely sell it to me. So there's pictures of like sneakers, Ninja Turtles, a Game Boy, Capri Suns, um, the little AOL instant messenger guy. Uh, There's a movie ticket on there that says Hop Buster instead of Blockbuster. And then um, the, the, oh man, the font from the word fresh and Fresh Prince of Bel-Air is on there too. So that's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. And it's all, it's all written on like a background of notebook paper. Oh, nice. That's pretty cool. Uh, so five caps on that one. And Chad Lamasa. I feel like I always have to get one from Chad Lamasa in here too. Um, he is drinking a Bayou Milk Stout with New Orleans style coffee by Two Pitchers Brewing Company. And he just writes pretty good milk stout. Four caps. Uh, Two Pitchers is based out of San Francisco, California. So they're making a New Orleans style coffee milk stout in San Francisco, California and last but not least until i hit refresh mark church is drinking a taste of dawes butternut brown ale by earthworks brewing at trek brewing company Hmm. and he writes smooth very drinkable uh, four caps and the last one that i have on my list is one of my check-ins that i'm not reading until we oh geez (laughs) there's a few that popped up oh no (laughs) and just two more all right so uh my buddy art warcheck is drinking uh, double fruited, double current hill by Southern Grist Brewing Company. He just writes simply, "This is delish." Four and a quarter caps, and he's drinking at that, drinking that at Akron Indoor Soccer. Oh, so I don't know if you're playing soccer or you just happen to be nearby or you check into things like I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and he's also drinking the Horchata Hill by Southern Grist Brewing Company. Also drinking that at Akron Indoor Soccer and gave it four and a quarters caps. That's what everybody's drinking. Oh, wow. Wow. A lot of stuff. Yeah. And done. (laughs) Nice job. Nice job. So, yeah. So, it's nice we finally have a name for our segment, and we'll talk about that later on in the show. But, uh, but yeah, now we have an official name. Would you like the name? Chris, I, I do. Yeah, yeah. It was it was so simple and I clever. Yeah, I was I like, I, how, how did I think, think of that? Yeah, we how come <laughs> we didn't think of this? Yeah, so that's nice. All right, well, um, it's time to talk about any beer related events. And you mentioned that you don't have any events for this session, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah. I I don't really have an event either, but I did go out and visit a new. Well, I'll say this place has probably been around for a couple. of for a year, two years, maybe, and I just never made it out to there. Um, but I'm going to talk about my visit to Coppin Ross Growlers. It's a growler filler station, plus they have some food that they serve, they can cook up, and they also have uh, uh, pints uh, that you can buy and, and drink right there on the premise, kind of like the growler guys that I uh, I visit. 
Again, Growler guy's a little bit closer to my house, and so we, you know, it's a big little dare, but we were having a, a get-together at this place, and I, I thought, oh, yeah, you know what, I haven't been there, let's go try it out. So, for one thing, this place has got 55 beers and ciders on tap. Jeez. Uh, which is, it sounds great, but I'll be honest with you, I was a bit overwhelmed by trying to pick out what I wanted to try. Uh, and partially it's because uh, at the Growler Guys, I like the way the Growler Guys have it because they have, they're using television screens and they're using untapped, mm-hmm. I, I think, to kind of uh, put the beer uh, displayed right over where the taps are. And they, ha- and they probably have at least 30, if not more than 30 taps at the Growler Guys. But you, it's easy to see what the beers are because they, you know, they have these TVs and it tells you exactly what beer right in front of the tap and it gives you the name of the brewery, the name of the beer, the ABV, the IBUs, you know, it gives you a lot of information and it's very, you know, like I said, it's very easy to see it. Well, I think the Cop and Rice, they, Ross, they might need to invest in something similar to this because they have a chalkboard and chalkboards mm-hmm. are great if you only have a couple beers, but when you have 50, five beers and you have a chalkboard to try to fit 55 beers on that's not like right over the taps or anything you're just mm-hmm. kind of like little boxes uh what you get is very limited information on the beer you get mm-hmm. the you kind of get the beer name but in the brewery name is kind of truncated in a small little print that you can't really read uh and you you know i asked a couple times like what's you know what brewery has this beer you know and you know and they didn't have an answer because they didn't know, and uh, it, and so a little bit, uh, a little work there I think could go on. But it's nice to have a, a you know a nice variety of of beers to go to, and um, but yeah, that's where I I visited. So let me know uh, any locals that uh, that visit there. Which I actually I saw Derek, my friend Derek. He's a listener of the show. At least he was. I I hope he's still listening. But uh, you know he showed up when we were there, and we we said hi. It was nice to see him. He's got a big, giant, bushy beard growing, so that's good mm. to have share, sharing in the bushy beard of wintertime. Mm. But uh, yeah, so that's that's my little event. Nothing, nothing too too special, but another another place to go drink beer. Yeah, well, I mean, I I, I didn't really have a beer event, but I mean, you know, we were <clears throat> you and I were talking about this a little earlier. I finally got to meet our sponsor, Joel. Oh yes, how'd that go? And it was good. And it was kind of so Megan and I were spending a little time just kind of winding down at the fermented reality beer garden. And uh, I took a picture and, you know, I tagged um, the beer garden in it. And lo and behold, I get a message from Joel. Hey, are you still here? And I was like, yeah. He goes, oh, great. I was just outside. I didn't even see you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I'm like, Jesus, really? Did this happen again? I mean, I get there. He's like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm waiting for the, yeah, I just left 10 minutes ago thing. Um, and then uh, I didn't think anything more of it. He didn't respond really back to the message that I sent. And I walked up to the bar and I said, hey, is Joel still here? And they were like, um, yeah, he might be around somewhere. And sure enough, I see him walking out of like the, the back office area. I finally got the chance to, you know, at least stand and chat with him for about five minutes in person. But it was, uh, it was finally good to put a face, you know, put a, uh, I don't know, 
a voice to the person that we've been chatting back and forth with numerous times and sending emails to and saying, Hey, can you ship a, ship a thing of, uh, B cups to these people, whether it be in, <laughs> you know, over in, in Idaho or wherever it happens to be that we're sending out, uh, sending out, uh, winnings to. So, mm-hmm. uh, so Idaho and Maryland and all kinds of places. So it was great. It was nice to be able to finally meet him in person and, and just talk a little bit and kind of just discuss life for a quick five minutes and, uh, you know, turned out to be a really nice guy. Oh, good. Good. Yeah. I finally, did you, and you told him how much you really appreciate what a great, how, how like responsive and, uh, and really, I mean, Tom, Tom wrote back. He, you know, he, of course, you know, he listens to the show like early in the morning on Thursday morning. He writes in right away saying, Hey, thanks. I won. Here's my address. We sent it off. His B cups were, he was drinking out of his B cups on the, the Monday after the show release. Get out of here. No, I, I mean, that's how fast it is. I mean, that all the way from Tampa to Idaho. In two days, or you know, with a weekend and that's and Friday, right? Yeah, it's crazy. Well, well, I didn't tell him outright. What I did is I texted him and I said, "Hey, you should check out our episode 144. Right at about minute 46, we have a great shout out for you and B cups <laughs> and fermented reality." And he goes, "Okay, cool. I'll check it out." So if he wants to hear it, he's got to go listen to it. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Good, get as that much extra as, download. As yeah, as much <laughs> as he as they did, as they they stepped it up and got all of our uh, got all of our B cups out super super fast. Yeah. Yeah, we don't give it all away, Denny. We gotta we gotta people gotta earn some of it too. That's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> well, good, good. All right. Well, Chris, why don't you go ahead and talk about these? You you've been hinting at these noteworthy beers. Now let's hear let's hear what you've been drinking. Well, the first two of them uh, I got at the Fermented Reality Beer Garden. Okay. And, the, and the first one, um, I didn't realize it was this exact one. So from Dogfish Head, they have a beer, excuse me, called Raison d'Etre, which um, is like a, I believe it's a, a barrel-aged brown or just a, oh, well, now I'm curious. It's a Belgian dark strong ale, right? Is it? Um, yep, I was th- Belgian dark strong. Yeah, yeah, job, I was, yeah, I was thinking, no, because I remember this beer, uh, and, and again, it's not one, I don't remember if I've tried, had this beer or not. I don't think I have because I, I see how strong it is and I just mm-hmm. don't like beers that strong. Well, now be mindful. I thought that I was getting the Raison d'Etre. Oh. I ordered the Raison d'Extra. Oh, extra. Ah, yeah. That's okay. So, okay. The, the Raison d'Etre is a Belgian dark strong ale clocked in at about 8, 8% ABV. Okay. Um, and the notes on Untap just says a deep mahogany ale brewed with beet sugar, green raisins, and a Belgian style yeast. Okay. Um, so it was actually voted the American Beer of the Year in January of 2000. By Malt Advocate Magazine. Well, so, yeah, but things have changed a lot since 2000. They have. They definitely have. It's been 20 years since that beer was voted that. Uh, almost to the date. And um, so I remember drinking this at the this one that we're talking about now, the Dietra. The extra. Which, yeah. No, no, not oh, no, the, the extra. extra. Yeah. The, I'll get the to the extra, extra in yeah, a second. Okay, yeah. Um, but talk, actually drinking this beer at my friend Adam's house. And Adam is probably one of the first people that actually turned me on to craft beer. We were, he was always the one that was like, 
here, try this Sam Adams beer here, try this dogfish head beer. Cause we lived in Maryland at the time mm-hmm. and dogfish head was maybe two hours away from yeah. us. So we got a lot of their stuff. Oh yeah. And I remember trying this beer and just kind of nursing it. Cause it was, Oh wow. That was really just, that was a big beer and it wasn't, uh, I didn't, I didn't remember liking it. Like I, I had the bottle for the entire night <laughs> that I was there. <laughs> and again, this was 20 years ago. So fast forward, I see this pop up over at the beer garden and I go, you know what? I, I need to give it another try because I know it's a good solid beer. I let's give it a shot. Um, you know, there were a bunch of other things on the menu that I wanted, but I was like, you know what? Let's, let's try this. That way, one, I can check into it and <laughs> give it to give it because I know I've never had it before. Give it a um, a good solid review and see see what com- comes up. What I didn't realize is what was on the menu was their raison de extra. Yeah, it's very close now, to the same name, so I missed. Yeah, I was mistaken too. <laughs> yeah, so <clears throat> the first one I talked about clocked in at eight percent. The raison de extra clocks in at 16.5% ABV. That's crazy. Uh, and I didn't realize that at the time. Uh, fortunately, it only came in, I believe, an 8-ounce or 10-ounce pour. <laughs> For 12 bucks. <laughs> it was 10. It was 10. Um, but, you know, I thought, okay, well, it's it's a bigger beer, whatever. I went ahead and bought it and just I said, okay, let's give it a shot and took that first sip. It was very smooth. But it was also quite boozy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I went, oh, wh- whoa. Uh, and I started doing a little research and realized the beer that I got, which is still a Belgian star- Belgian strong dark ale, but it's the bigger, bolder version, <laughs> which uh, which was still really good that I gave 4.25 caps to. Nice. So even though it was super big, super boozy, um, a couple of things, I think it had a little bit to do with the environment that we were sitting in. So where we were is an area called Sparkman's Wharf, kind of a a newer area in town Tampa. They have all these eateries that you can They're made out of containers. They've got the beer garden. Um, at certain times of the week, there are cruise ships that leave from that certain area. So you can, you can sit there on the fake turf uh, while people either do yoga or drink beer and eat food or play with their dog or whatever. Um, watch cruise ships go in and out. And it's a, it's kind of a cool place just to sit and hang out. And the night that Megan and I were there, we had some really good weather to just sit and relax and just let some time tick by and just sit still. So yeah. it's it very nice uh, to do that. So after I had that one, I decided to uh, pick up my next beer that I'm going to talk about from there. It was called the DDH Double Dopalicious by Three Sons Brewing Company, which was a uh, double IPA clocking in at 9%. Oh, yeah. So yeah, you, you didn't have enough of that first one. You needed more. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I had a 16 16.5% beer followed by a 9% beer. Uh, we sat still for a little while, so I was good <laughs> with that. I had plenty of food, so I was okay with that. Uh, but uh, this one... Um, I actually wrote notes on this one, I do believe. Oh. So I'm going to make sure I go into that one. I just wrote juicy and super smooth. Hmm. Um, gave it four and a half caps with this with this nice. beer. Um, and it was really, really good. Uh, it was funny because I took 
the picture that was along with the check-in and a friend of mine was like, are you guys drinking orange juice? Uh, <laughs> and Sparkman's Wharf because uh, yeah, the beer, one beer that I did that Megan had was uh, a mimosa based sour. So it looked like orange juice, but mine wasn't too far from it. Yeah. And then the last one I'm going to talk about from Untitled Art, which this was one of the beers that happened to be in the, uh, in the fridge that, that Megan wasn't going to drink now. But I do believe that this was bought specifically for me because it was it's a uh, a peach double milkshake IPA. Okay. Now peach is one of my favorite flavors. Like if okay. I can get a hold of a ripe peach in the summer, it yeah. is basically heaven for me. Okay. All right, and the even the artificial peach flavor, <laughs> like the peach rings. Yeah. I'll do bad things for those. Oh. Okay. So. This beer was in the fridge. I didn't realize it was in there, and I pulled it out, and I went, this beer is basically for me. I know it is, and I'm going to drink it because no one else is going to, mm-hmm. and it's going to it's gonna oxidize, so I'm doing everyone a favor by drinking this. And I'm very glad that I did. Uh, clocked in at four, four caps on this one. This was a 9% beer as well. Mm. Um, so it's made me start off my evening very, very good. Yeah, well, I mean, you, you poured this beer, and before we even I even got on to call you, you already finished it. So, I mm-hmm. mean, you drank it pretty quick. And it, it was a little on the sweeter side. <laughs> the, the, the peach flavor was, um, okay, it was pretty artificial. Yeah. But it was still good. It was uh, kind of candy-like. Okay. But the, uh, it was nice. The, the mouthfeel was really nice in there. Um, so, I was happy with this one. So, uh, four caps on that one. And, uh, yeah, good couple of beers to have. Cause I, like I said, I really haven't been drinking a whole lot of beers. If I'm drinking beers, I still have some homebrew left that I'm trying to finish up cause I want to brew an IPA next. Mm. So I'm trying to get through this chocolate milk stout, try to get through that, uh, honey amber. So I got work to do. I can't just be going buying all this extra beer like I used to because <laughs> no one's around to help me drink it anymore. <laughs> well, I, I have a feeling that uh, that Megan will be back drinking with you here shortly, hopefully. Yeah. Well, I got to take care of all the um, all the barrel-aged stuff too. So Yeah, true. Especially this one I'm drinking now. It's, it's barrel-aged, so got to do my part. Yep. All right. I'm going to shut up now. Denny? Let's hear about some of your new and noteworthy beers. All right. Well, I have three beers I'm going to talk about. And the first one is the beer that intrigued, that, that kind of caused me to go ahead and, and do a topic on the Belgian-style Flanders Old Bruin. Uh, and this is from the Schutz Brewery called The Dissident. And this is their 2015 release. And The Dissident is is an, a Flanders Old Bruin that they release every two years. And it already goes through a, an aging process before it even gets released. So they, they brew it, and then they age it in barrels for so long, and then they age it in bottles for a little bit of time, too. So it's, it's got, like, almost, I think, two years, almost two years of aging before it gets bottled, it gets out to the public. And I think that's partially why they only release it every two years because it takes a long time to, to brew these things up. And I've had this is uh, I don't think I got a bottle of the 2015 or 17. 
Um, I think I have three bottles. I have 15, 13, and 11, I think, are the three that I have. I also have a 2019 bottle in my fridge that I will let age. Uh, actually, I'll, it's in my fridge now because I think about drinking it fresh, but I think I might pull it back out and cellar it a little bit uh, for a couple years because, um, as I said, this beer was released in 2015. It's almost, it's four and a half years old that I've been holding on to it. Wow. And that's a long time for a beer. And I was, I, in the past, I've hold them, held them for two years before I drank them. And I think two years is good. But now, after five years, I'll tell you what, it was so good. And this is a 22 ounce bottle. So it's a lot of, it's a lot of sour beer. And it's not really overly sour. It's kind of more, it's sour, but not like acidic, you know, at, you know, stomach acid, sour type stuff. It's just got a nice tart sourness to it that is really flavorful. But five, almost five years additional aging, and it's this beer is almost perfect. Um, I I gave it a four point two five rating, and I don't know why I gave it a four point two five. I probably could have gave it a higher rating. I I don't know. I was just feeling the four point two five. I think because mm-hmm. it still is a sour. And you still get a little bit of extra, you know, the sourness does kind of, after I drank this beer, I didn't drink anything else the rest of the night because it kind of like overtook my system, right? It, it, it you know, kind of soured my stomach a little bit, but not too bad. I didn't have any like acid reflux burning in my throat or anything, but uh, I didn't drink any more the rest of the night because for one thing, it's a big beer. It's 11.1% uh, ABV. Uh, it is a sour beer, so it does have that sourness and 22 ounce Drinking by myself is a lot of a sour beer, uh, but the flavors were incredible. Uh, it's got uh, they, they put when they were barrel aging this, they were barrel aging it with uh, some cherries, some kind of fancy cherries, uh, and they also had it uh, uh, in oak oak barrels. So you get so you get that cherry the, the cherry flavor came out big. Now not cherry flavor as in medicinal. Robitussin cherry flavor. It's this is more like a dark cherry flavor you'd get in like a dark cherry cherry, like a dark cherry, not too sweet or syrupy, just more like just that nice, that nice dark cherry character, but not you know cough syrupy. And the wood, the oak, like the oak uh, barrels, uh, that oakiness came gave it a, a nice little oaky wood character to it too. That really made this beer taste fantastic. I I didn't have any oxidation in this beer. Now, a lot of times it is, you know, capped and wax coated, but I don't think that wax coating does much of anything. But um I I didn't sense that I had any oxidation. I didn't get any papery or sherry type notes. I I pretty much had just a really mellow sourness and the cherry like a cherry sourness and a woody character that that I really enjoyed. So uh, this is what inspired me to do the episode on on this style. So I can't wait to share more about the old Bruin style with you guys. And this is what started that whole thing. Um, the next beer I'm going to talk about is uh, a hazy IPA from Revision Brewing. I, you know, I, I hadn't talked about one for a while, so I thought, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and, and talk about a Revision hazy beer. And this is actually a collaboration along with Belching Beaver which is not a brewery I really enjoy, the, their beer. And it's called To Dream. 
And like I said, it's a New England IPA. And this one is not like the typical uh, hazies that I get from Revision because this one has had like a huge mango hop flavor. So it wasn't, it didn't come across, it, I mean, the other ones are tropical, but in, in a lot of ways I get a lot of tropical like pineapple-y, uh, you know, pineapple and some other tropical citrus flavors. This one was more like just that sweet mango and it was really smooth and and creamy. And it just had a, I mean, just the overall, I really enjoyed it. it was, it's just different from the normal New England's that I get from Revision. And I gave this one uh, a 4.25 rating also. And then the last beer I'm going to talk about is one I hinted at earlier in the show that, hey, you know what? If you're looking to kind of trim that waistline down and you're thinking, I need to drink some lighter beer, and you, but you don't like flavorless beer like Michelob Ultra and uh, these hard seltzers that, you know, just are drinking, you know, fermented sugar water. You want something that tastes like a beer? Well, guess what? I've got just the right thing. And it's from Firestone Walker. Now, again, I know Firestone Walker isn't all over the country, but if you can get Firestone Walker in your area and you want something light and easy drinking and still has flavor and makes it taste like you're drinking a beer, not like just drinking some fermented water, uh, their Fly Jack Session IPA, 96-calorie beer. And I'll tell you what, I'm not a big fan of Session IPAs because a lot of times I just feel like they're watered-down IPAs, lacking that kick you know, lacking some of that flavor and some of that that stuff that tells you you're drinking a beer or an IPA. Uh, this one, I I think this is probably, you know, one of my favorite session IPAs because it has some great flavor. And and I'm, I'm really surprised at how much flavor this thing has. So I gave this a three-and-a-half cap rating only because, again, I rate by style, and I'm not a big fan of session IPAs. And, yeah, this is a probably – I guess I should have rated it a five because it's probably one of the best session IPAs I've had, but I don't want to, you know, give it too high a rating because it is a session IPA. Uh, have you seen uh, Flyjack? You don't get Firestone Walker. No, no Firestone Walker out my way. Yeah, so this would, I think, would be a great alternative for Megan if she wanted to drink something that was, you know, low calorie but still had great flavor. But, but too bad they don't get out there. No, they sure don't. Yeah. Eh, oh well. I mean, I'm sure there's something else out here that that could be an option, but you know, for now, it's uh hard seltzer. Yeah. Hard <laughs> seltzer is. Which one what brand is she drinking? The Claws? Um, I've seen White Claw. I think there's White Claw, uh Henry's or Henry or something like that is out there. Um There was another one too. I did I don't think it lasted very long, so mm. I don't know. Maybe trying to eat healthier is making her drink. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, that's our new Norley beers. Uh, let's get into voicemails. We do have a voicemail, and this voicemail is coming from our buddy Jeff Seiler, who left that great voicemail review, uh, like an untapped review of Tap Craft Podcast. So let's go ahead and listen to what Jeff has to say. Hey, Dang and Chris, it's Jeff Seiler. I'm calling you on Super Bowl Sunday, getting ready for the big game. I know, Chris, you don't much care about it, and that's fine, but I know Danny and I are looking forward to it, and I hope we're going to have a great game. Uh, just listened to the last episode, episode 144. That was a great show, guys. Really enjoyed that one. 
I was also pleasantly surprised to hear my voicemail on your Facebook page. That was really cool. I just hope you don't lose some listeners based on my goofy and silly sense of humor. Anyways, congrats to Tom Byrne for winning the B Cups. Congratulations. That contest was fun. Great job, guys. I guess now I'm going to have to go buy some for myself since I didn't win. I do want to support your sponsors. And, Denny, I'm so happy you're feeling better after your ordeal with your appendix, but holy crap, four days with an appendicitis? You must have one hell of a pain tolerance. Mm -hmm. I don't think I'd last maybe half a day, but I'm so glad you're better. All right, one other thing. You've mentioned in the past you might want a name for the segment of the show where you guys check in and see what listeners are drinking on Untapped. I got an idea. Maybe you can say something like, now it's time to untap the craft and see what our listeners are drinking on Untapped. So that's my suggestion. Finally, Chris, yes. If you're coming back to Asheville, yes, I'd absolutely love to meet up and have a beer. Just uh, just let me know if you do that. Okay, that's it. I hope you guys have a great week, and keep up the good work, and cheers, guys. All right. Well, cheers, Jeff. Thank you for the voicemail. And, uh, yeah, I enjoyed the Super Bowl. Chris, did you watch Super Bowl? I enjoyed the halftime show. <laughs> <laughs> really? Oh my gosh! That, <laughs> the halftime show is probably my least favorite thing of the of the show, uh, only because I just I don't know anything about J Lo or Shakira, and uh, it just seemed like they were out there shaking and moving around too fast for me to keep up. I just kind of had to close my eyes and just like wait for it to finish. A little bit too too much <laughs> too much for my eyes. Yeah. A little too much stimulation at one time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. But but I did get it. I did get a good chuckle up because uh, in the beginning, when she, uh, at, before uh, Shakira gave away the stage to J Lo, uh, there was this guy, which I have no idea who that guy was, comes out. I don't in either. His, in his sparkly white silver outfit with a with a silver white uh, do rag on his head, and Sarah says, "What is this guy supposed to be? Some kind of." Uh, silver condom man or something. Like that. <laughs> I th I told Megan that he looked like a uh, can of Coors Light. <laughs> that outfit. What well, I mean, I think he's gonna look. I, I don't know. Maybe he won't. But I, he's got to look back and say that was a mistake because that outfit was not good. Hey, he was playing the the halftime show at the Super Bowl. Eh, whatever. Yeah, but nobody knows who he is. So, I mean, yeah. uh, does anyone know? Anyone have any idea who he was? I'm sure somebody does. Somebody does, like his mom. Yeah, okay. his mom probably knows who he is. I'd hope. All right. Well, if any of our listeners know who that guy was, uh, let us know. Send us a voicemail. <laughs> let us know. Let us know who that guy is, so we can uh, we know who to make fun of uh, with a name. Well, next time. <laughs> I mean, uh, even if we did know who he was, what? Uh, I mean, what's it matter? I don't know. Maybe he's someone famous, and I didn't realize it was someone famous. Uh, but up, but up, but Let's see. Oh, you're looking it up. Uh, yeah. You're the you're the man about Google. Yeah. His name is uh, Benito Antonio Martinez Ocasio. Wow, he's got a mouthful. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Well, or 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 he's also known as Bad Bunny. <laughs> God, that is the worst name ever. Uh, yeah, Bad Bunny. All right, Bad Bunny. Way to go. <laughs> all right and uh back to back to the voicemail though jeff thank you for coming up with our untapped segment name 
I, I liked it so much that you already heard it. We used it in the, uh, in the show today, and we're going to continue to use it because I thought that was very simple and obvious that Chris, neither Chris nor I even picked up on the fact that that's how easy it could have been. We're, mm-hmm. we're so bad with names. But, uh, but that was good. And also, thank you for your support. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I don't know if I have a high pain tolerance or I'm just, uh, I just don't like going to doctors. It's, you know, I'll, I'll take a lot of pain so I don't have to go, go see a doctor. So maybe that's, uh, that's my, uh, you know, my superhuman power. But, uh, but yeah, I'm doing much better. Uh, I'm drinking beer again. So that's, that's good and, and, uh, enjoying life. I did go to work a couple of days earlier than I probably should have. I was feeling a little bit sore. Uh, those first two days back at work, that, that Monday we, that we, uh, recorded and then the Tuesday after I was still a little bit, a little bit sore. But, uh, but by the time Wednesday and Thursday came, I was feeling much better. So I think if I would have gone back to work Wednesday, it would have been like perfect day, perfect time, you know, recoup, like one week exactly would have been good. But yeah. I, I didn't give it a week. I'm, I, I just couldn't stay at home any longer. I had to get out and do something. Yeah, worked out okay. Yeah, I know the feeling. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, but uh, but thank you, Jeff, for your voicemail. We always love hearing your voicemails, and I uh, I decided that uh, you know there was a there was a a deal on uh, on some sticker uh, manu- or sticker what there was a deal on stickers. Yeah, a deal on stickers. So I thought, you know what, I've been wanting to get some stickers for the the podcast, so I can give out to our listeners and and stick around, and so people can see with the you know the podcast logo. And so I, uh, I, uh, I, I, I bought, I sent in our design and bought uh, 50 vinyl two inch stickers. And I thought, here, how can I, how can I give these away to our listeners? But, you know, again, like Chris Minson, we don't want to just give everything away for free. There's got to be a little work involved. So the work is just for you guys send us voicemails and we will send you a sticker mm-hmm. to show our appreciation. And I put a, I put these stickers on our Facebook page and our Twitter page. Or Twitter uh, uh, stream. So uh, if you want to see what they look like, go look. They look really, really nice. They turned out really, really well done. I have 50 of them. So I will send out a sticker, a couple stickers to you, Jeff. Uh, just send me your address uh, on, on uh, email. Send us an email, and I will send you out some stickers, maybe a couple business cards too, so you can pass out to your friends. Uh, let the other people know about our, our podcast. So if you want to if you guys want some stickers, just leave a voicemail. You can do that at 208-536-3359 or 208-53-ODDLY. Easy as that. All right, Chris, how are you doing on beer? You need a beer refill? I don't know if I should get a beer refill. Okay, okay. Don't, don't push no. it. I don't want you to fall no. over. No, I'm, uh, I, the way I feel right now, my beer is almost gone. Okay. Um, I think I'm good for the rest of the show. Okay. Well, then let's just continue on. Uh, we've got some feedback uh, since the last episode. Now, nothing. I mean, we had some people say, you know, nice show and this, that. That's great. But uh, we had a couple people that sent us some articles. Uh, so we're going to talk about these articles real quick uh, in this section. So the first one is from our buddy Jim Kudzel. He sent an article through our email. And the article is called Beer Flights Now Tax-Free in New York. And uh, this article was found on the WBNG TV website. And it was written by Chloe Vincenti. That sounds yep. about right. Let's go with it. 
Uh, and this is a real quick, short one. Basically, new legislation on beer tax is on tap for local brewers in New York. Uh, thanks to a new bill signed by Governor Andrew Cuomo, Cuomo this week, uh, New York State brewers can now serve beer flights tax-free. It's a convenience the state's wine industry has enjoyed for years with the wine tasting. So this is something that other, you know, wine has been doing where they can give you samples of wine without taxing it. So it, it makes the price a little bit lower and makes the uh, the brewer not have to eat that tax, you know, if they want to get these beer flights out. And, every, and everyone wants a beer flight, right? So if you can save money on a beer flight, hey, more power to them. So I hope that helps out the New York craft brewers, uh, brewers out there. And Remember, I think, beer is medicine. Yeah, beer is medicine. It's healthy. It's healthy. I and I, you know what? It'd be nice if, if more states kind of, uh, you know, put this into law to help breweries, you know, serve out some flights and, and give samples. You know, it's like samples, uh, and then uh, tax them on the full pints, right? That's yeah. that's what it should be. So yeah, yeah that was a, a nice quick little article. I'll I'll post a link, and you can. There's a video. There's actually a almost it's under a two minute uh, news feed that talks about, you know, goes in and interviews some brewers and, and stuff uh, on the benefit of this. So if you want to see that little video, I'll put this link in our show notes. You can go find it. Uh, also, the, Matt Knight, he uh, sent us an article or included us on a tweet that he uh, he's posted uh, on Twitter. And this article is called Craft Beer Hater Pulls Gun on People Outside Brooklyn's Other Half Brewing Company. And it's found on New York Post website, written by Sam Raskin, Ruth Weisman, and Laura Italiano. <clears throat> so, uh, Chris, why don't you go ahead and uh, start reading through here a little bit? You can read till that after this uh, first quote here, that down yeah. right here. And that was quite a, an insane story. Yeah. So, yeah. Chaos erupted outside a popular Brooklyn brewery Friday night when an apparently annoyed craft beer hater pulled a gun on a long line of people who were waiting to buy the latest designer IPA, according to cops and online reports. <laughs> oh, boy, it's really getting to this. Oh. All right. No, no shots were fired during the squabble outside the other half brewing company in Carroll Gardens, and a suspect was being questioned Saturday, police said. The gunslinging skeptic struck around the I'm sorry, yeah, the gunslinging skeptic struck around the corner from the brewery on Garnett Street where beer lovers with camp chairs and hand trucks regularly line up overnight to buy limited run $18 four packs and collectible cans sold when the doors open on Saturday mornings. It was around 9 p.m. when the gunman and a woman he was with allegedly confronted the long line of hop hips, hops hipsters. <laughs> Quote, we're hanging out. The line was going around the block at that point, remembered one witness, a 27-year-old Manhattan software engineer who asked not to be named. We were just chatting, not really doing anything. It was a dude and a woman. <laughs> I think they were drunk. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so that, great, great job on... Uh... I'm portraying this uh, this 27 year old Manhattan software well, engineer. I like that. Yeah, and I saw you wrote you you posted this article, and I almost posted this article on our Facebook page the other uh, yesterday. Hmm. And I was like, nah, there was something about it that just didn't sit right. Like I saw it, and I was like, this has got to be fake. This is just some BS going around. Um, and I didn't really want it to just be like, oh yeah, let's talk about gun violence because that's all we need on 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 our beer based 
Facebook page right now. Yeah. Um, but then I started reading through the article and I'm hearing all these voices in my head. Yeah. And I'm going, oh, I hope I get to read those parts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, this, so that's why I put it in here because I thought I got a kick out of reading this because there's some, at first when I read the, the byline, I'm like, okay, this is fake news, right? There's nobody hates craft beer, you know, enough to pull a gun out, right? So then I started reading it and I started, I got some chuckles about how ridiculous this got. Uh, and I thought we, I thought we had to share it on the show. I think a lot of people would, would get a kick out of this, uh, this story. So luckily no, no one was hurt. Uh, just some stupid guy that uh, decided to, uh, pull a gun, you know, he's probably in jail still. So, all right. So first the taunts flew, then some camp chairs, the witness said. The belligerent couple disappeared back into the apartment building. Soon afterward, the man came outside to glare at them again, or glare at the line again. He began drinking a can of White Claw hard seltzer, <laughs> <laughs> which may have been just another taunt, and, and just talking a bunch of shit, the witness said. So we talked some shit back, the witness said. The guy was telling us, that we were a bunch of idiots waiting on waiting in line for beer. So I said, oh, wait, is this the only Airbnb you can afford? Then he got super pissed, and he threw a white claw at us, which was the funniest part of the whole night. <laughs> a woman a woman in line dodged the, the flying inferior can, then yelled, why are you throwing beers at, at a girl? That's not cool, man. And then goes, okay, well, how about I put a Glock in your mouth, the witness said. And then he just walked inside, the witness said. Nobody thought he would actually have a gun, because who the hell would bring a gun over something just so stupid? Five minutes later, the man came back out, gun in hand. He said it was a Glock 19, the witness said. At that point, we de-escalated the situation, and he put, the, and he put it away and went inside. All right, Chris, you want to finish this off? Yeah, and I, I was reading that, and it just really went from, oh, this is escalating quickly. So we just de-escalated the situation, and he put it down and went inside. Yeah. I want to know what they said to him, because uh, <laughs> something tells me we're missing part of the story. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so he's, it says the, uh, the pro-craft beer folks promptly called the cops on the anti-craft beer gunman. <laughs> 30 seconds later, like eight cop cars came down. Uh, the, the last the beer lover saw the gunman was when the cops hauled him out of the apartment building in handcuffs. The folks on the line confirmed his identity and cops took him away. He looked like average. Honestly, he just looked like a regular white guy with the beard, <laughs> the witness said, guessing his age was around 30 and that he was from somewhere in the Midwest. <laughs> A uh, worker at the brewery said on rare occasions a fight may break out in the beer line, but he's never heard of a gun being pulled before on Friday night. He didn't even flee the scene or anything, the worker said, astonished. He just hung out at the Air at the Airbnb. <laughs> Where the hell did this Airbnb come from? Because I guess what did I miss? So so I guess this brewery must be around like an Airbnb and people must know that this this spot is an Airbnb. Maybe there's a sign right. out front that says Airbnb. I don't know. And so that's what that's where this whole Airbnb thing came from because they were giving him crap for staying at this uh, this you know cheesy crappy oh, Airbnb. Okay. So here's what I'm doing. <laughs> um, oh yeah, you type in other half and it just comes up other half gun, other half Brooklyn, other half <laughs> shooting. 
other half brewing address. And then we're going to look up Airbnbs nearby. So yeah, it's probably right on the corner. 195 Center Street in Brooklyn, New York. So let's see what you got, Airbnb. Air, yeah, see, I told you I can't talk today. Uh, we're going to Brooklyn, New York. Yep, that's where we're going today. 11231 is the place where we're going. We're searching. Anyway, let's. Uh, while I'm doing that, I'm curious to know where these uh, where these people are going to their Airbnb because I want to find out. Because if I can go stay next to other half brewing, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, he's just pissed he couldn't get in because there's a big line. <laughs> yeah, there's uh, so, his Airbnb. So you can get the beer. Yeah, and I can't even get in because all these stupid people are waiting in line. Mm-hmm. They ruin it for everybody. Yeah, yeah. Although I do find, I mean, I I think I would also kind of. I mean, I I love craft beer, but I also kind of think it's stupid for people to wait in line for beer. I've never waited in line for you know Listen, go to get a beer. I know you have. That was in your past. <laughs> that was in your past life, Chris. You've waken up. You no longer wait in line for beer. But um, but yeah, I I just I, I think it's kind of dumb too. Uh, but I would never pull a gun on people, and I would not make fun of them. I would just—I uh, might make fun of them to myself, but I wouldn't do it out loud. <laughs> oh come on! You and I can get look—that's what we do on Saturday nights anymore. We go down to Ebor City in downtown Tampa, and we basically sit and enjoy beers, and you know, people watch. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so how's this B Airbnb look? Is it pretty uh, swank? If this is the, okay, if this is it. Currently, is that it? So I'm trying to compare maps here. So that one's on center, and that one's on ninth. This has got to be it. Come on, zoom in a little bit. <laughs> oh, wait, here it is. Center Street. Uh, it's $87 a night, uh, at least right now. So it'll be for two guests. It's one bedroom, one bath. Um, let's see. I'm curious to know. Is there anything in there about the brewery? Um, best coffee shops like the popular popular Mama Fuko and Smith Canteen. One of the Brooklyn beer breweries are around the corner. You will have fun mm. or have gun pulled. Yeah, yeah. Have fun. Have gun. He misunderstood. F and G is pretty close to each other. Well, in the alphabet, sure. <laughs> 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 oh, okay. That that was a a fun, a sad but funny story. I thought guns were illegal in New York. And that's just it. They are. That's that's a funny thing too. Is that this guy brought a gun out when there's like New York has very strict gun <laughs> gun laws. So how the hell he? That's why he's from Midwest. He he brought his gun with him. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> hey, I used to carry a gun a lot when I lived in Ohio. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, if you would like to contact the show with your comments, questions, or leave us articles that are funny that we like to, to talk about, then you can do that easily. Leave us an email at taptocraftgmail.com or just uh, you know post it on Twitter and include us at taptocraft. And if you know, you can always link us to your our Facebook page. And Chris, uh, you know, he will see the the article and. And uh, you know, post it to our page if it's uh, if he thinks it's it's uh, newsworthy. 
for all of our listeners. And of course, you can leave a voicemail. Now it's hard to, you know, leave links to articles on voicemail, but hey, tell us about funny things that you've seen in real life at breweries while you're waiting in line for these rare $18 four packs, uh, or $36 22 ounce bottle bombers. Uh, yeah, you can leave us a voicemail, 208-536-3359 or 208-53-ODDLY. Uh, and yeah, we'd love to play it on the air. We'd love hearing your voice. And we want to thank Open Forum Radio Network because they support our show by providing the hosting space at openforumradio.com. And if you enjoy the content that Chris and I are putting out, we know you'll find some other great shows like the following. Thank you so much for listening to Tap the Craft with Denny, John, and Chris. Hey, and if you want to check out more great podcasts, check out the Open Form Radio Network over at OpenFormRadio.com. We have such podcasts such as Open Form Radio Proper, Facetious, Geeks for the Win, Gamer Husbands Radio, The OMG Hour, Gaming Vessels, Slash Attainment, and Conspiracy Otter. Hey, thank you so much for checking out Tap the Craft today, and please leave these fellas a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to this great show. Hey, thanks again for listening. All right, now it's time for the Brew Buzz, and the Brew Buzz devoted to discussing various related topics, and as we already mentioned, this week we are going to be focused on the Belgian-style Flanders Eau de Bruin uh, style. So let's go ahead and uh, talk about this. Now, I did gather some information from a couple websites. Again, I'll put these websites on our show notes at openforumradio.com. So if you want to go check these articles out for yourself to see them in full, uh, you can do that. The first one was, what the hell is an old Bruin? <laughs> and this article was found on AmericanCraftBeer.com website. And the other article is Craft Beer 101, the old Bruin is a perfect gateway sour. And this article was found on hopcat.com website by, written by Adam Roberts. So two, two, uh, you know, little, little websites to go to and, and check out some more information on these, on these styles. Uh, and I kind of just took bits and pieces from each and made our content here. So I'm going to go ahead and start us off. Uh, the old Bruin, meaning old brown, and known as a Flanders Brown, originated in the 1600s and comes from the eastern side of the Flemish region of Belgium. And its sister, the Flanders Red, comes from the west side of the of the Flemish region. Now, Flemish region is in the northern part of Belgium, from what I understand. Now, the Dutch name refers to the long aging process, which is up to a year. The old Bruin is defined by a visibly browner color due to malting and is often warm-aged in still fermenters versus oak barrels, and thus requiring additions of bacteria. It undergoes a secondary fermentation, which takes several weeks to a month, and is followed by a bottle aging for several more months. While a number of old Bruins are barrel-aged, it appears that any time bacteria is added, instead of left solely to the barrel aging process, brewers will often define it as a brown-style ale. This gives brewers more control over the sour or funky attributes that result, making it an ideal one to blend or use as a base for fruit additions. And these would then become more like lambics. Uh, Using multiple yeasts or bacteria strains known as mixed fermentation produces a beer of great complexity. Ale yeast, in addition to multiple souring bacteria, most often added intentionally, but sometimes spontaneously by letting the wild yeast in the atmosphere take over, will produce a soft, sour character typical of the style. After fermentation, they are generally aged for several months or years and then blended with young or freshly brewed beer 
to tone the acidity down, add some sweetness for balance, and provide some new sugars for conditioning in bottled versions. The Styles ABV ranges wildly from 4% to 11% ABV, with the American versions trending to the higher end of the spectrum, and the more traditional Belgian releases falling between 4% and 8%. Bittering is low with the sour quality with the sour quality and able substitute for any hop presence, which is minimal, 5 to 18 IBUs. Flavors can vary wildly as well, with esters commonly exhibiting dark fruits like raisins, figs, dates, dark cherries, and prunes, and malts contributing caramel, toffee, orange, molasses, or chocolate. Lactobacillus and pediococcus, yeah, I can pronounce those yeah, words. Yeah, you did. <laughs> Lactobacillus or pediococcus bacteria are often used as souring agents. While freshly brewed examples are quite good, this style only benefits from extended aging, which produces a more pronounced sour character and sherry-like qualities from gentle oxidation, among other benefits. Cellaring these beers for 10 years or more is common. Even with age, though, these beers should never be overpowering, overpoweringly sour or vinegar-like. Yeah, so um, that's interesting, right? That that these beers can be aged ten ten years or more, and still and still be good. And I agree that uh, that the sourness wasn't overpowering. I mentioned that in in my description of the dissident. It it was it's there, but it's not you know, vinegar-like or, you know, super acidic or anything that's like overly, it's like, it's just there. It's just a nice, a, a nice sour character that's, uh, that's really pleasant. It doesn't, it doesn't feel like you're going to, uh, it's going to melt the enamel off your teeth, right? It's not like that kind of aesthetics. It's really, really nice. And, and I have had now the vinegar-like, um, this is very, this is problematic with some of the, uh, Flemish red ales um, that I've had is that I've had some Flemish reds. Now this is, we're talking about the brown, but the reds, I've had some that do have like a vinegar like character to it that is nasty. Um, I don't like that, that character. And I think those just aren't produced very well, in my opinion. Something's not right if they have that much uh, acidic to it. So yeah, that's, that's definitely a, uh, a flavor that I'm definitely not looking for. Yeah. In my beer. Yeah, I agree. I agree. All right. So that, I mean, Hey, this is a pretty short, uh, brew buzz topic. I just wanted to give the, you know, the information about the style, a little bit of history of it and, and what's about without going, you know, too crazy. I, I'm trying to, to keep our beer taste or our uh, style guideline stuff down to a, you know, more reasonable, uh, length instead of just too much, uh, Focus on the uh, appearance and the the flavor and and the aroma and all that stuff. Well, it can uh, definitely get carried away. Yeah, yeah. So I I decided just to kind of trim it down a little bit and make it more to the point, so people don't get too you know lost in in words. Uh, but before we finish this topic, there are a few beers that you should try. And um, I now I I've had these beers. Uh, I, I don't know if I've had the perennial one I'm going to talk about, but I've had the other two for sure a, a number of times. And so the first one, uh, New Belgium Brewings, Lips of Faith, the La Folie. And, uh, again, New Belgium is out of Fort Collins, Colorado. And I've had 
I don't know, I've got probably four or five La Folie bottles in my in my collection. I I at one point I was trying to buy these all the time, but now that I'm kind of mellowing out on my my sour beers because I'm it's harder for my body to uh to take that sour sourness. And like I said, I, I drank that one dissident bottle and I was done for the night. I couldn't drink any more beer because my stomach couldn't handle any more. But um, but yeah, I, I enjoy these, and these are are good examples because they're. I think New Belgium mellows it out enough where it's it's really done really well, and and definitely not too sour. They blend they blend in uh, some different blends, and that's what these are the best the best versions of of this old brewing are ones that that are blending new beer with old beer, and and giving you a good uh, balanced character to it. So yeah. uh, a little read something real quick here. It says the most widely available version of the style uh, available in the U.S. is New Belgium's Brown Beauty. It's aged in oak fooders, a blend of their barrel-aged Oscar sours. It serves as a base for a number of, of their other sour experiments. One of the ex- first mass-distributed American sours, it's also won Great American Beer Festival Gold three times. And it comes in at seven percent ABV. Is there anything else you want to say? I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, no, I was just going to say the La Folie lines. We were very much like you. We were always trying to. Well, Megan was, but I was buying them for her. We were just always, oh, this this new one is out. We should grab that one. Oh because yeah. It, and you're right. It's um, as far as that uh, style of beer, <clears throat> it's uh, for me, it's tolerable. I could drink some of it because it's not something just crazy over the top super sour it's pretty mellow yeah yeah i think they do a great job of the of the blending for sure all right the next one is from perennial artisan ales it's called la bohemian uh perennial is out of st louis missouri while often classified as a brown sour this small batch brew is closer to a cherry creek as it's aged two years in wine barrels with tart michigan cherries while it is a limited release if you can get your hands on it, it's not to be missed. It comes in at 6% ABV. And I don't think I've had this one. I'd have to look and see if I've had this one. I don't think so, though. I know I haven't either. Yeah. That, that's... Um, Perennial is not distributed too widely, I don't believe. I think the only ones that I've ever had from Perennial was their Abraxas. Yeah, the Abraxas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. Nice. All right. And the last beer is one I've already talked about. That's the the Schutz Brewery, uh, the Schutz Brewing, uh, the Dissident. Again, the Schutz is out of uh, Bend, Oregon. And it, the little thing it says here is, you'll be hard-pressed to find a better example of an American old brewing anywhere. It is the largest we know of at, they say, 10.7 to 11. I, I, mine was 11.1% ABV. And it's brewed with Belgian candy sugar aged on Montmorency cherries Aged 18 months in oak wine barrels and released every two years. So, again, this is uh, one that was just released last year. If you can get the shoots in your area, there's still probably some bottles left. Uh, and, this, and, and this year they, they reduced it down to a 16.9-ounce bottle, so a lot more uh, doable than that 22-ounce bottle. <laughs> so yeah. I, I actually got a bottle of this from my uh, – some friends that work at a brewery, uh, they were actually giving, they were, they were taking this. This is a, this is what's amazing, right? Distributor was removing this beer from 
the stores because it was past the shelf date. But that's good, though. I want distributors to do that. Yeah, yeah. But the problem is, is that this is a beer that, as we just mentioned, that can go ten years and still be and get better as it ages. So to take it off when it's six months or a year old, uh, that's I mean it might be a little early for this one. But they're giving the thing is, is they're the distributors taking it out and then giving it away. Well, so the distributor needs to learn better. Yeah. Yeah, well, I got yeah, I got a free bottle of uh, Dissident uh, 2019, so <laughs> not... well, it definitely sounds like their loss is your gain. <laughs> that's Eddie. right, that's right. I'm uh, I, I'm not complaining. So, and I and I don't know if I have a 2017 bottle. I need to look in my in my collection and see if I I have a bottle of that stored around. But I think I think the 15 was the last one I bought, so I think I missed the 17 release. So I'll have to skip 17 and I'll have 19. Whether I drink it fresh or if I go ahead and try to age it for four or five years again, who knows? Uh, it depends on what my whim is. I'm, I'm really cutting down my, my, uh, my cellar. Uh, that, that was the oldest beer. No, I have, uh, a, I have a couple of body wines that are older. I think, or not older. I have, uh, yeah, I have a body wine from Sockeye, I think it was 2012. Wow. So it's eight years now, I think. I, I've been, I have one can left. Uh, so I need to drink it. I was going to drink it. Did you say can? Can, yeah. Oh. They they put this in a can. Um, first year they put it in cans. And each can, 12-ounce can, was $6 a can. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I bought a six-pack. So that was uh, – <laughs> I didn't realize bucks. they were – I didn't realize it was that expensive when I bought the six-pack until I rung it up. And I'm like, holy smokes. I just freaking – so I drank uh, – so what I, what I did is there uh, – uh, Old Devil's Tooth is the barley wine, and I think that's the barley wine. Now I say that I might be wrong, but uh, so I drank, I drank one, I, I drank one fresh, and I drank the next one like every year after I drank one. So then I got down to one can left, and I've been aging this one can. I think the last one I drank of the six pack was three years ago. So this this is like a can that I've I haven't drank in three years that I should have drank three years ago and I need to drink it. But the different, the, the problem with this beer is that it's a American barley wine and it's definitely had a you lot the of best barley wine. No, it had a lot of hops to it. <laughs> and I, as I've mentioned, I like the multi barley wines better than the hoppy barley wine. So I'm aging it longer to hope that that hop character dies down more in, as it ages, because I'm, I don't like that hop, that big, uh, hoppy bitterness in my body wine. So, yeah, that's it. That's it. All right. Chris, we've come to the end of the show. Already? Yeah, I know. Kinda, I we got to be able to do like another hour and a half or something. That was way well, too fast. I, I know people will be disappointed that we're going to have this show less than two hours, but uh, hey, it is what it is. Uh, I got, I got, I got said what I need to be said, and we don't want to just, you know, ramble on forever. So, time. Time to bring this show to a close, but I know, Chris, before we do that, this, we, I know you want to go ahead and raise a glass to someone. So who do you want to raise a glass to tonight? I certainly do. So uh, I would love to raise a glass to Joel Bigham. Joel is the founder of B Cups. I just want to say thank you, Joel, for being a great sponsor of the show and a damn nice guy. Uh, when I got done <clears throat> uh, meeting with him the other day at the beer garden, he handed me two freshly cut free beer tokens. 
Uh, so next time I go to the beer garden, I've got two beers on me. They are two beers on him, ah. <laughs> two beers for me on him. Um, but it was funny because they were still warm from being <laughs> laser engraved. Oh, he just he just laser engraved them himself at his. I don't know. Shop? If he, yeah, I don't know if he did or or what. But uh, you know, he handed them to me, and like I think I texted you. It was like they they kind of smell like Home Depot. They yeah. smell like fresh cut lumber, which was pretty awesome. Are, are they big enough for beer coasters? Uh, no, oh. they're uh, hmm. like wood nickels. No, they're bigger than that. They uh, were silver dollars. <laughs> no, bigger than that. Oh. Keep going. Oh, what else there's nothing bigger. Okay, so like the uh, the diameter of a golf ball, or the <laughs> circumference of a golf ball. <laughs> okay, golf ball, golf ball. Well, that's about that's about a wooden nickel. It is not. I have a wood. Okay, yeah, maybe it is. <laughs> it's a little bigger than a wooden nickel. Okay, a little bit bigger than a wooden nickel. Okay, yeah. not good enough for a for a uh, coaster though. Okay. No, they're they're not. No. I wish they were, because if they were, I'd I'd ask him to make us some. Yeah, because we could even get away with even, you know what? These two inch stickers are big enough for uh, for a coaster, like a small coaster. We could even do no, two inches. No way. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm 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 using it off of this. Uh, I'm drinking out of a uh, English non well a, a English pub glass, and it has a narrow bottom and a wider top. So it's that that bottom is less than two inches because I can put put the glass on the sticker, and there's still like a quarter inch all the way around of sticker showing. Crazy, all huh? Right. That's that's nuts. Yeah, I you know what? I need to buy a laser engraver so I can just go and make my own um, Captain Craft coasters. So I, I know enough people with them. <laughs> oh, apparently, dear? yeah. Come to find out, um, a couple of the people that own uh, sit mean sit locations have laser engravers for all kinds of stuff. Like, oh, like uh, those Yeti cups and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. We just we just bought like twenty or thirty Yeti cups with our logo engraved inside of them from uh, sit mean sit in Wyoming. Ah, wow, those yeah. Wyoming guys. Oh, you know, from Curt yeah, Curtis and Danny Day. They uh, they made us. <laughs> They made us some cups, and they look pretty awesome. Hmm. Well, good. Good. All, All right, right, Denny. Who would you like to raise a glass to this evening? Well, I'm going to raise my glass to Mr. Buck Buchanan. We haven't heard from Buck for a while, but we always love hearing his voicemails talking about all those big, giant stouts that he's drinking. Mm-hmm. I mean, remember he leave those voicemails, and all he was drinking on every <laughs> single thing was like a 14%, 16% stout. Then I grabbed this light one. It was twelve percent. Yeah. Then he went. Then he went light with us. Yeah, with a twelve percent thing. But uh, but yeah, Buck Buchanan. He is. Uh, he's getting ready to start up uh, a brewery in Oklahoma City called Core Four Brewing. And I think by maybe even by the time this is released, it might even be open in the uh, Paramount Building of Oklahoma City. And I uh, I listened to a podcast that interviewed. Him and his three partners. Uh, one of his partners, of course, is his wife, and then he has his friend and his friend's wife. There's four. The four people are going into into the brewery together, and uh, it the the podcast was actually called uh, Localites OKC podcast, and it, it was the January 16th episode that he was on. And uh, just to let you know that that uh, the interview. Uh, didn't start for him until about 27 minutes into the episode. So if you don't want to hear about a lot of a local Oklahoma City, uh, you know, 
activities and events going on, then you can just fast forward to 27 minutes in and uh, and hear Buck and uh, his partners uh, talk about the brewery and about uh, what their plans are. And uh, I, I thought it was pretty interesting. Uh, Buck, hey, you obviously, uh, you know, you are the talker. Uh, you're you're the uh, the color commentary guy that just likes to get out there and chat and talk and open the, the non-shy guy, I can tell, because the other ones, they were kind of uh, hesitant to get on the mic. But you, hey, you know how to talk. So if you want to get on our show and talk about your brewery, hit me up, and we'll make you a, a guest spot and interview you and uh, and find out about your brewery and pass the word on to our other Oklahoma listeners. So just let us know. Isn't um, what's his name? Uh, uh, Open Forum Radio. Yeah, uh, Larry's Larry's from Oklahoma City. Yeah, yeah. So I need to send Larry over there to your brewery when it opens. He'll mm-hmm. bring his mm-hmm. wife, and you guys they'll drink some good beers. And she likes uh, the pirate or the, the pi- yeah. You yeah. guys, great memory. The pirate. You're right. The pirate uh, uh, Belgian. Belgian. Yeah. yeah. Wow, great memory. I was trying to remember the beer, and you just, like, spit it right out. So that's that's good. So, yeah, so yeah, I want to raise my glass to Buck and his new brewery, Core 4 Brewing. Uh, go ahead and follow him on everything social. Go listen to that podcast and, and you know, and support him. Now, let him know that uh, if you're in that area, go, you know, go check it out and, and uh, drink their beer. Now, it was interesting because they're focusing on beers that are easy drinking, Clean lagers and and you know lower alcohol things and as you and I know Chris Buck is anything but drinking these light easy clean beers he likes those uh, those heavy adjunct like heavy adjunct stouts and 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 beers that have a lot of different flavors in there but I look forward to seeing what what he brings to the uh, the experimental line of of the brewery. Okay, so we're I'm liking that page right now. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> all right. And uh, I also just want to raise my glass to all the servicemen and women out there serving to protect our freedoms. Thank you for your service, and please return home safe to your families very soon. And, Chris, why don't you go ahead and, and do a shout-out, raise a glass to our sponsors. Absolutely. So I want to raise a glass to B Cups, the supplier of outdoor craft beer cups, for partnering up with us. And I encourage our listeners to go visit their site at bcups.net. That's B-C-U-P-S dot net. Or you can check out the other things that they have going on at fermentedreality.com. And check out the world's first full line of style-specific plastic beer cups for people on the go. Whether hanging out on the beach, by the pool, hiking in the wilderness, or even enjoying some time on the boat... B-Cups are great for any place you can't use standard glassware. You can also visit our friends at Tavor and use the promo code TAPTHECRAFT, which is all one word, and it will give any new user a $10 credit after they spend $25. And you can find the beers and the links to the articles mentioned on the show in the show notes located on the show post at openforumradio.com. And if you'd like to follow us on social media, I can be found on Twitter, Instagram, and untapped at Screw. And Chris, how can our listeners follow you? You can find me on Twitter at Chris underscore McKenzie 82, which I don't really use a whole lot. <laughs> or you could find me on Untapped and Instagram at MCK1345. Or definitely come visit our Facebook page and interact with us there at Facebook.com forward slash tap the craft. 
All right, it is last call. Time to bring the show to a close. We want to thank you for downloading and listening to the show. We ask you to please tell a friend and, of course, subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn, Google Play, or Spotify, or however you listen to your podcast. And as a reminder, we release a new show every two weeks. Now go out there and spread the good word of craft beer. Cheers. Cheers.